Hello and welcome to the Relational Parents Podcast, where we get off autopilot and give thoughtful attention to how we interact with our children and relate to ourselves so that you can show up in your family as the best version of yourself with a lot more joy and ease. I'm your host, Teresa Puckett, and I'm thrilled you've joined us today. Hello, I'm so happy to be with you for T's Take on the Tools. Today's topic is listen more. And I have four positive discipline tools to share with you on listen more. To start with though, love to just step back for a second and ask you, how much do you love it when you start talking about something or telling a story and someone just swoops in with their opinion, just gives you their opinion as if you'd asked. Totally presumptuous, right? Right. Even if they do have way more experience than you do, even if they might be right about a few things or make a few good points, well, I know, When I found myself in that situation, I often start resisting them. And where I focus my energy is on where they're absolutely not right. And I totally disagree. And they didn't even think of these other five things, right? And sometimes in extreme situations, I'll even start thinking about what a total jerk they are because they did nothing to ask and see if I was willing to listen, if I wanted to hear what they had to say, let alone, you know, kind of give me any measure of uh, sort of respect in the situation. Breathe. (laughs) So last time I talked about talking less, ironically, and so we talk less first. When we talk less, we stop filling the space, the airwaves with our own words and opinions. And that is how we take the small steps to listening more. That's on the road to listening more. So. Our first tool today is quite simply, listen. And we're going to expand on this a little bit. What do we actually mean by listen? So God bless Stephen Covey, right? Way back when in the 80s, several lifetimes ago, he wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And... I would argue that one of the most important of those seven habits is seek first to understand. So what does that look like? It looks like holding your tongue and then asking a question instead of what my knee jerk, some of my knee jerk reactions may be yours too, 
instead of interrupting, explaining, lecturing, teaching, dismissing completely what the other person has said and going in with your opinion, or commanding. So the key there that I want you to remember, because it's an action item as opposed to listen, which yes, listen, but one thing that you can do that, that sort of helps you talk less and listen more is to ask a question and then maybe even ask a follow-up question or two. And only after your child finishes conveying their thoughts and feelings, then you can ask if they're willing to hear what you would like to share. And I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> or if this thought popped into your head, but this is actually a great recipe to follow in other relationships as well. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so that was our first tool. Listen, a little expansion on that. The next two tools go together. They are pay attention and eye to eye. Now, they involve a deliberate change of our focus, which can be challenging. So breathe. Okay, let's do this together. So picture yourself in one of these scenarios. Picture yourself either happily engaged doing something or deeply engaged and focused on a task or a project or desperately trying to finish something so you can quickly move on to the next thing. That was usually my flavor. <laughs> so in, in this hypothetical scenario, your child is coming to you, interrupting you, interrupting your focus on the thing, the task, whatever it is. And if you've been with me, listening to me for a little while, you might know that your child's two most basic needs are to feel belonging and significance. Your child's two most basic needs are to feel belonging and significance. So when you reinforce that she is so important that you're willing to press pause and put your focus squarely, directly, and fully on her, that's pretty significant, right? I know that if you're here and you're listening, it's very likely that you feel quite deeply that your child is the most important thing to you, more important than any task that you might be engaged in. I want you to listen to me right now. That is not going to do much for your child by itself. The fact that at this moment, you feel that your child is the most important thing in the world to you is great. And it's not going to do that much for your kid. 
why? Because what matters the most, what moves the needle the most is how they feel, how your child feels. The key is that she feels that she belongs. She feels significant. Hitting the pause button in the middle of a task, when you can, is one possible way that we can demonstrate that to them so they can feel it. Another very specific way that they can feel our focus on them and they know we're prioritizing them is when we make eye contact. And this is a little bit different for very young children. There's, a, there's an extra step, right? For younger kids, it involves adjusting our height to match their level. Might be getting down on one knee, might be squatting, might be sitting on the floor. And I have to mention this part because it's a, a personal challenge for me, and it, it has been from day one, is not giving in to the impulse to raise my voice from the other room just to get something across very quickly in the moment. Or from downstairs, yelling upstairs when my, my kid is in his bedroom. So eye to eye. Those are actually three of the four tools. Listen, pay attention, and eye to eye. So the fourth tool, the fourth tool is called closet listening. Now, when I began talking about listening, I was talking about active listening, assuming that your child already had something they were wanting to tell you and they were trying to tell you. In Positive Discipline, Jane Nelson gives us an altogether new tool, closet listening, and you can think of it as passive listening or as making yourself available to listen. Now, who is it for? So when Jane created this tool, she created it when her daughter was a teen and her daughter wasn't in the habit of coming to her and sharing everything that was going on because she was a teenager. So Jane would create opportunities on purpose for her to be near her daughter when her daughter was doing something else to passively listen and just be near her daughter. And it looks like it just looks like hanging out either with your kid or nearby your kid while he or she is doing something else. They could be eating. They could be reading. I think her daughter was putting on makeup when she started doing this. They could be playing. They could even be scrolling through, just kind of mindlessly scrolling through their social media feed. Now, if they ask, what are you doing? Or what do you want? You can calmly and kindly answer with something like, I just wanted to hang out near you for a few minutes. Big key here is 
to have no expectation, zero expectation that they are going to talk to you. Now, if they do talk to you, fantastic. You get an opportunity to practice listening more actively and you get to hear about something that's going on with them. If they do not talk, that's also great. Your opportunity there is to observe them. You can observe them, you can be grateful for them, and you can also observe yourself and what comes up internally for you. Okay, so today's topic was listen more. We did active listening. We progressed to pay attention and eye to eye. And we ended with closet listening or passive listening. When we talk less and listen more, we are taking steps to flatten out that traditional hierarchy where the parent commanded and the child either submitted or suffered for it. We're creating a different environment for our children. And we're putting a higher priority on our relationship with them. Important for so very many reasons. So if that resonates with you, you are definitely in the right place. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Would you like to interact with other like-minded parents? Maybe ask them or me a question about your child? If so, join the growing community of relational parents at facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash relational parents.